Welcome back to Covenant of Minds. This is Andrew. Patrick. And Trevor. And we are back around our table, our infamous magical table. Basically. We we actually decided to do it again. We got a generally good feedback. Generally good feedback. Generally good? Generally good. Yeah. 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 Um, so we, we're back at it. We're going to be podcasting once more, and this will be up on MTGCast. Hopefully Monday. Yeah, hopefully Monday, if not like Tuesday-ish. And yeah. eventually, it, we'll update bazookablog.com. Yeah. yeah. So, so on our new segment on how did Andrew pay rent this week, Andrew bought the <laughs> domain name. Yeah. Last yeah. week, last week it was chicken nuggets. This week it was a domain. And he bought me a smoothie. So. Yeah. Yeah. I would have bought Pat a smoothie, but Pat said he did. He didn't say care. Or said he didn't care if he spent money. So well, I was I, like, I, whatever. And I got it for free. Yeah. Because I had yeah. a punch card. He, he had a girl. He punched the girl. Oh, yeah. he punched the girl. Yeah. Yeah. Killed a man in Reno just to watch him die. Yes. Yep. All right. So, what, what kind of, what kind of podcast is this? Magic the Gathering. Uh, this is a Magic the Gathering podcast. If you didn't know, it's not a League of Legends podcast. It's not League of Legends. I did. <laughs> That's all I've done in the last week. Yeah. I've played like two, one, two games of Magic and played a bunch of League of Legends. Yeah, I think that's that's all. Of us. I've played one game of Magic and a bunch of Legends. <laughs> yeah, like last week, I was trying to convince them to download League of Legends, and like they watched me play a few times, and like it looks fun. But, like, doesn't it get boring? You're doing the same thing. And I think they've each played, like, you know, 10 or ten to 12 games, and they realize it just doesn't get boring for some reason. If you don't know, League of Legends is, like, a Dota kind of game. It's a PvP. So, that's about it. That's all I've, all I've done. I've played, yeah. I've worked, worked a lot. I worked 40 hours before Friday, and I've got to work tomorrow, too. I've interviewed to, uh, to work. Yeah. Yeah. Jobs. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> I haven't done what, Have you done anything, Pat? He played, I, he played I, ball. Yeah. And, and StarCraft. And, no, I didn't play StarCraft. He did some I homework. I did homework. I did lots of that. Um, not a lot of the other jobby stuff. But I needed, I needed to do We bought Nerf guns. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, can, I, can I tell the story? Yeah. Before we jump into... Um, it's connected to my keys. Okay. Before we jump into the, the magical discussions... Uh, so yesterday I was on Facebook and I was like, I want a Nerf gun. And I, there was really no context to it. I just wanted a Nerf gun. So we went to Walmart because I wanted chicken nuggets. This was later. And we're like, Walmart, Walmart, let's get Nerf guns. They have $3 Nerf guns. That are like keychains. Yeah, yeah. they clip onto your belt loops. And that was Andrew. Wow. That was that pretty was a good. really good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they, they can't make up their minds on whether they're going to go far or not. Like half of them just like fall out. And then the other ones like shoot across the room a good 20 feet. Because yeah. I measured the other day. Yeah. <laughs> he, he laid down on the floor. And I was like, I, I'm room. like six feet tall. And I'm sitting against the wall. So I laid down. And it was a good like three and a half lays before, <laughs> before I got there. So I was like, it must be 20 feet. Yeah. So, so I could have just looked at the specs. No, no. Laying down to measure rooms yeah. is far more enjoyable. Oh, uh, yeah. And, so, then, uh, and then another Nerf gun story. We, uh, Pat went to bed and we decided to set up a little blue cup around the, <laughs> around the house and start launching it, like launching the, the Nerf darts at them. And we only got, like, we got one of them where I set it up on, like, top of the pantry and then one-shot it. And then we set it up in the same spot, but a little to the right, and we spent 20 to 30 minutes just missing. We started sitting down, and we're like, all right, this is too hard, we got to stand up. So we stood up. And, and then we took, like, two steps forward, and we still couldn't hit it. But, no. uh, but from the same distance, at the same spot, just a little bit to the left, one shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, 
So, um, and uh, I missed it because I was trying to sleep. Minus <laughs> the eventual knocking of Nerf darts against my wall. That was that was interesting. It was unintentional. Yeah, right. I'm sure it was. So lately on uh, Twitter, in terms of magic, um, we're talking about magic now. We're gonna talk about magic now. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, so we posted we posted a Bajuka blog update about this. And uh, I think, Andrew, do you want to introduce it? Or not even introduce it. Do you want to continue beating the dead horse? Hashtag ban Jace. Yes. Hashtag, hashtag ban Jace. Hashtag ban Jace. Uh, it basically, we podcasted the day of the t- top eight for Fort Worth Dallas. Yeah. And so we didn't know the numbers on Jace. So that's why we didn't mention it last week. Uh, Jace showed up in 32, as 32 copies in the top eight decks, which means that he was, in, he was a four of in every deck. And he also showed up as a 60, 60 out of 64 chances to be in the top 16. And the only person who didn't make it, uh, Paulo Vitor Damodarosa. I can't say his name. Paulo Vitor Damodarosa. There we go. Uh, he played Boros. And he, I normally associate him with Ag, well not Agar, with Control. So it was weird seeing him play Boros. But the discussion is that Jace has just become too dominant in the format. And people are saying if, if Jace wasn't dominant, Valakut would be dominant, but... I mean, if you want more information, you can check out the Bajuga blog post. Yeah, we have a post yeah. on it. We, like, don't, we don't really want to beat the dead horse, but in case people are just going out to Cast and listening to the podcast, yeah. they may not know about the site, or they may not have read the article. So we, we have given our opinions of this, but we just, we just didn't want to bring it up on the air. Yeah, we just wanted to throw it out there. Now, I kind of I kind of have to play devil's advocate in the, in the article, because I love Jace. Like, if I played, if I started, ugh, I can't speak today. No. That's if okay. I could start playing standard again, I'd play a deck with Jace in it. Yeah. But, I don't, so I want Jace to stay unbanned in case I decide to get into standard in the next couple months again. But, uh, I, I basically just brought up the arguments that everyone is having. And the funny thing was, is that I was just kind of like, I wasn't sure what I was saying, and then I reread my argument, and I was like, man. Pretty good. I, I did a pretty good job. <laughs> but, uh, that's about it. The ban Jace is what people want. Sign, sign language. Right? Yeah, that was, <laughs> that, was, that was really good. Pat, I'm pointing at the water bottle. Go get it. I'm looking around and like my keys. There's, <laughs> a, there's a, a jar of an empty jar of tomatoes. Uh, water bottle. Oh, okay. So, so oh no, yeah, 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 I just don't. I don't talk about this magic thing. So, there we go. Uh, the other, the other uh, magic news. The, there's another spoiler. Yeah, and awful. Yeah, but we want to bring it up. We want to mention it. She, it's not awful. Okay, it's going to have applications in casual and in um, EDH. EDH. And no matter what you say, despite if the format gets slower, a 7-mana 6-6 with Swamp Walk isn't playable. I'm just so, I'm I sorry. I want someone to beat you with it. Like, I want, <laughs> someone, I want there to be, like, a Dark Ritual printed in this set. Gosh. Or in this drop, it's, like, one black, make three. It's not, no, no, no. It's going to be, like, Phyrexian black. Make sure glass. That'd be too good. I, I know. I'm not. I'm not being serious. I just want you to like. It's called. It's Shieldred the Whispering One. And if you've paid attention to flavor text and the cards from the previous sets, she's been brought up a lot. And I had really high hopes for her because she's the black. Phyrexia is black. Like no matter they're making them white and red and blue and green, but Phyrexia is a black faction. Yeah. And that the black Praetor, the one that you've read so much about, and she's in all the flavor text, just wasn't. Exciting. I like the white one more. Like yeah, I shouldn't okay. like the white one more. She's a seven mana six six with swamp walk. First Blah. swamp walk. Blah. Let's talk about. Sw- we should have started with the other abilities because no, 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 no. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about swamp walk. <laughs> what? At least yeah. like okay. Uh, intimidate. At least intimidate. Yeah, at least Arabrask has haste, kind of, or he has haste. At least uh, 
Elish Norn has vigilance. Like these are somewhat relevant. Yeah. But Swamp Walk. Swamp Walk. It's so situational. <laughs> it's so situational because yeah. I know all. Like my vigilance is always going to be decent. Yeah. And, sw- and uh, haste, will be haste, relevant, haste, especially with planeswalkers. Around. Haste is relevant with planeswalkers around, but swamp walk, it'll be yeah. relevant if your opponent is playing yeah. swamps. Yeah, that's, yeah. But her abilities are: at the beginning of your upkeep, you may return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield, and then at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep or your upkeep, your opponent's. I think. I think it's it's either it's at the beginning of someone's upkeep. Each opponent oh. sacrifices a creature, or that player sacrifices. Yeah, it's that opponent. Yeah. Because that player sacrifices a creature, so. And those are pretty cool, but the Swamp Walk thing just... Like, if she was a 7-mana 6-6 six, six with Intimidate, yeah, that'd be cool. That's what that's what I say. <laughs> yeah. Intimidate, or maybe even... I guess they thought that those abilities were so powerful that they had to give her something crappy like yeah. Swamp Walk. Even for 7-mana. At 7-mana, like... I mean... People... There's not an Entomb in the standard format, and, it, and it's not good enough to see Eternal format play. Yeah. Yeah. People are comparing her to, uh, at least for EDH, they're comparing her to Debtors now. Which and... is a creature. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't do that. Because Debtor's Note does not, not... Debtor's Note doesn't die to Day of Judgment. There you go. Yeah. Or Wrath of God, God, but yeah. yeah. Debtor's Note also doesn't lose to com- in combat. Yeah. And yeah. it also can return it things from your... It also doesn't swamp walk. <laughs> it also can return things from your opponent's graveyards. Yeah, it's at the beginning really of each cool. opponent's upkeep, no, that player sacks a creature. Yeah, the, okay, for shield your upkeep. Debtor's Note is your upkeep. No, no, yeah, sorry, I was reading short. I was just now checking. I just don't like the swamp walk. I don't, that really bothers me. Yeah, <laughs> it feels unflavored. It's just, yeah. Like yeah. I thought she would be lower yeah. power, lower toughness in intimidate. Like they're not intimidate. Sorry, infect. Infect. Yeah, I think the green one will be infect, but I can't. Like we sat down and we're trying to figure out what the abilities will be, and I can't figure any out for blue or green. No. Like red, that was pretty good. Like red, the haste one was pretty obvious after we saw the white yeah. crater. Like yeah. I felt the red one would give all creatures haste. Creatures you control. I didn't know what the, the minus ability for your opponents would be. And the black one was going to return creatures. Yeah. And I just... The green and red blue ones, I have no idea. I... I want to make a... Po- I think I make a post on speculating possible abilities, but... I think... Because I think... People are saying the green one will make three threes. Mm-hmm. But we just got sort of body of mind that makes two twos. And I don't... I, I don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't think... And uh, uh, Beast Hunt is making... Or... Er, not beast hunt, sorry. Uh, fresh we'll, meat. Fresh meat. Because then what would the minus ability be? Because usually the ability so far... Put a minus one, minus one counter on each creature your opponent controls or something? You get you get a creature and they don't. Yeah, that's not... Yeah. That's not yeah. that. <laughs> you can't get an anti-creature. Because <laughs> making them sack is the black one. Yeah, so... Uh, it's just the black one. Like, I, I, if it didn't even have an ability, if it just had the return... If it was debtor's now in creature form with the sack and didn't have swamp ball, that's all I had... I would play. I would. I, the Swamp Walk wants me to not just make sure yeah. not play it. Yeah. Because I'm going to read the Swamp Walk and be like, okay, I could attack him for six, but why? He doesn't have a swamp. He doesn't have a swamp. <laughs> so, if, if the blue one has Island Walk up. No, it's, I, told, I told Andrew, it's going to have Island Home. Island Home? <laughs> yes. Creatures you control can't attack unless you control an island or your opponents control an island. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's going to be bad. It's going to have like Island Home, Banding, and Rampage. That's what the blue right. one's going to do. Ah, oh, but it'll have Banding. <laughs> So I, I'm just too severely disappointed. Yeah, I, I am as well. I don't that after everything you've read about it, and she was the coolest looking one out of all the arts. Mm-hmm. Like far and away, she's she's this little like she's like this petite Phyrexian female riding this giant beetle looking thing. Yeah, and you're like, man, she's a badass. She's gonna be so cool. Yeah, she points and things happen. No, no. <laughs> yeah, you know what she does? She points and she walks over the fucking swamps. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I and that's what you kebab. Too bad that's not a swamp, but it'd be cool if it was. <laughs> You've got Urborg out. Yeah, okay, there we go. So yeah, there you not, go. Not, oh, combos with Urborg! 
That's a benefit of Swamp Walk. Who would have thunk it? Oh, man. Anyway. But we talked about debtors now, and that this is me segueing. unlike... Whoa! Wow. Andrew uh, One of our topics today is cards that people think are really good, but never seem to do anything. And it, it, it might even be because people think they're really good. Yeah. It's not whether they're good or not, it's yeah. just that they like never they're become, good, they never yeah. become good. And my first one is debtors now. Yes, I completely agree. Debtors now, you play, you spend, what, seven mana? Yeah. yeah. Seven mana, you, you resolve it first. And then everybody goes... And then everyone kills you. Oh, <laughs> shit. Even you if there's resolve. nothing good in graveyards. Like, I've, I've played it with empty graveyards because a relic got popped. And it gets it gets O-ringed or it gets destroyed. Like I've never because that has the potential to be amazing. Yeah. I've gotten to my upkeep one time, I think, with it, and I got back like a mere battle sphere, which was cool. Yeah, I've gotten back like mediocre cards with yeah. it, and it's like if it does live. And I, yeah, I, I, I can agree. I can evoke Moldrifter and get back Moldrifter. I think but. my vote for this is Mana Reflection or Mirari's Wake. I'm just going to put those in the same category. Two, like people overreact. Yeah, people overreact to them. I think so. I don't. Think. At least from from my playgroup, like yeah, our because our well, your playgroup from home. Yeah, my playgroup from home because Kevin and we might disagree with this, and I don't necessarily agree with it in terms of like our playgroup at cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But Kevin found out how good Mana Reflection was like what, two to- years ago. Yeah, and told me and Tom when we first built our EDH deck. So we we started throwing into our green decks, and we're like, this is nuts. So whenever Kevin played it, we blew it up. But if it and if it does live, then you have essentially infinite mana. Yeah. But it does have a, like there is the other where people just ignore it. Yeah. I feel like our group here just ignores it. It resolves, and, and everybody's like, like, "Oh, that's cool. That's, that's cool. not a creature. Yeah. That's not a creature. We don't care." And then I and then I get yelled at because I cast Genesis Wave for twenty three or something. Yeah. Like Mar- Marari's Wave, I feel is one of those cards that it's older, and so a lot of the newer players we play with look at it and they're like. Whatever. It's better than Mana Reflection. Also, okay, Mana Reflection doubles your artifact mana. Yeah. But, like, Mirari's Wake is a global pump and then doubles your mana. I yeah. it, it doesn't double. It adds an additional, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but... Yeah. See, I, I like Mana Reflection more because of, like, Gaia's Cradle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does it? I, I don't know. But... No, it adds an additional. I'll, I'll fact check. But I'm pretty sure... That's why I like Manor Reflection more. I'm gonna check. I still, it still doubles your yeah, mana. It's one of those cards you wanna read, and they're like, whatever. Yeah. So... Having access to 12 mana on turn... If you resolve it on turn 5 and 12 mana on turn 6... That puts you so far ahead. Yeah, because you're playing playing your Ulamogman or your Kozilek or whatever you're casting. I feel like the difference is, at least in our playgroup up here, I feel like people overreact when it comes to... Creatures? Yeah, creature-based cards. Like, Debtor's Know, which gets my creatures. Or, like, really disruptive artifacts, like Mindslaver, GK, things like that. Enchantments... People completely ignore. Yeah, unless they like unless it's debtors now. That's an exception, like that, because it involves creatures. People yeah. completely ignore them. They also ignore things like lands, like like oh, I'll attack you. I'll activate my mainland. It's an additional. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll activate my mainland, or they just completely ignore um, like Mazabeth effects. Yeah. I used to play Prov Spires of Order, which is super expensive for what it does. It's like pay four white and it's the Azorius home basically. Yeah. Um, and. It's four white and a blue. Prevent all damage a source of your choice would deal, so you can prevent damage from a strata choice. And like people don't realize that like that big speech makes people not attack me, attack you. So they don't. Our playgroup ignores lands, ignores most spells, and ignores enchantments. And like if a creature comes up, like Blight Seal Colossus gets overreacted to. Granted, it's really hard to kill, but it still is like a oh my god, like we're over everybody, the, everybody kill him, attack. Point finger, yeah. kill, be down. Yeah. That person is gone from the game. They also like overreact to things like, like I've, I've like, 
Pat, do you have... Sorry, before we move on, that's going to... I don't want to move on to the next subject already, so do you have any cards that you play and people just overreact to? Oh, gosh. Um, uh, Even because... Especially when it's you playing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think... Have, I feel like people would overreact if it were anyone else. Yeah. More. Yeah. So... Generally, when I play things, people just kind of shrug it off because they... Assume you're not trying to yeah, win. They, they assume I'm not trying to win. Brian actually got mad at me really? this Wednesday because I won, I won the <laughs> game. Brian's like, this, this I, can't I'm lo- I can't believe I'm losing to him because he he's he cares the least he, here. Bri- yeah, Brian, the, the the only reaction he had wasn't even an overreaction because Patrick had a, or a Oros Baffles collar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had Oros Baffles collar, and then I and then I got out. Um, Inferno Titan. So. And then I just killed Brian and Trevor at the same time. <laughs> so, it wasn't an overreaction, but it's just like, yeah, I win like once every couple weeks. Um, so. Generals that people overreact to. Oh, one more, one okay. more. Okay. Uh, what would you, you in terms of the scale of overreaction, uh, Dark Steel Forge? Okay, that one people super, like, they freak out about. Yeah. Okay, it's very hard to deal with, and it basically makes the artifact player hard to kill. But, like, sometimes people just want to resolve it so badly they play it on an empty board. And if, yeah, it doesn't yeah. even... Like, I played it in our last game, and granted, I played it and I had disc out. Yeah. And that's that's infinite borderline. Yeah. But when I, when I did it, Pat had Archon of Justice. Mm-hmm. So I blew up the world, and Pat goes, exile your um, disc. Which, uh, to me, makes sense, because mm-hmm. if you just exile if you exile the other, then I would get one more use out of, like... Yeah, I don't want you to get an extra use out of disc. I don't really... I mean, these things are indestructible. Yeah, that's hard to deal with, but I'd rather you not disc. And then um, you you ended up blowing it up somehow. I don't remember. I think there you on the subject you get rid of Forge. Who cares if he's an activation disc? If he doesn't get rid of Forge, everything is still indestructible. Unless you have like revoke existence or dusted us or I think he I think he did or dust. he had like a tutor or something. Like, oh yeah, O ringed Forge. Yeah, he had yeah. A, he had a way to get rid of Forge too. Yeah. So yeah. it didn't like it wasn't like he picked the wrong one, but it was just. I was just curious what your opinion of that one was. Of Dark Forge Steel is one that people... Okay, it's it's one of those cards that's in the middle for me. Like, I kind of just don't care about Dark Steel Forge unless you have Platinum Angel or something out. Yeah. Because... Yeah, Forge was if you have Forge out, because of disc. You, depending on your deck, like in your current deck when you resolve Forge, I don't care because I know the only way... You have disc and then you have O-Stone and then you have... O-Stone sacks itself. O-Stone sacks itself, I'm sorry. You have disc and you have uh, All is Dust. And I'm just like, well, I'm not really worried he's just going to blow me out. He's just going to have a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So, but I mean, like, in a, um, what's the other, the, uh, Ar- Arkham Dagsum. In an Arkham Dagsum deck, that's like, a big I deal. can see it being a bigger deal. Yeah. But for me, it's one of those cards that people super freak out about. Yeah. What, what you're going to say generals. That people generals that people freak out about. If you sit down with Rafiq, yeah. people try and kill you. They're um, assuming you're, like, the super aggressive aggro deck. Or Earl. Earl's another one. Earl's really hard to build if you're not being the super aggressive aggro deck. Yeah. Because you just, if you're not, you just either want to play Rith or Mile. Yeah. Uh, I've noticed that any mono blue, like, granted, like, you should, if it's the first time you're playing with them, you hit, you, you go for, you, you know, you go for them because they're mono blue. It's just probably the best combination. Like, blue black is cool and blue white green and all, blue white, but mono blue is just really good. So, yeah, you go after them, but, a lot of times, like, if you get to know somebody, there's no need to attack the blue, the mono-blue general if you know their deck's not going to, like... Like Thought Adele. Like, Brian... Brian, Brian Thought, Thought Adele, Adele just gets really far... Like, because he knows how to play it. Most people, like, Thought Adele, and they'll go remove your, your like, three and four costs, and they even can't cast them, but he'll go get every soul ring in the game. Yeah. And then he'll go get every mana vault in the game. And then he just has, like, a hundred mana to use on, you know, turn nine, turn yeah. eight. So, uh, Rafik is one, though. Like, I used to sit down with Rafik, and even when it was not built... 
Like, even when it's built around him, yeah, I can understand. But it wasn't like I, I played him on turn one one time. <laughs> with Lightning Greaves. That was the only time I've ever, like... That was one-on-one. That was one-on-one, too. That was, like, busted hand, like, the most busted hand. So, I don't see the issue with, like, aggro generals. I don't see why people hate on them so much. No, I don't either. I get more worried when someone sits down with, like, Drownu than when someone sits down with Stonebrow. Anything yeah. anything that looks like it's going to be attacking, people are like, oh, can't, gotta kill him, he's going to kill me. So... I mean, Rafik, I, I don't want to say I, I understand people overreacting to, but it makes more sense to me because it's it's not like Stonebrow, because it's blue. So, because it, it has a way to interact. Like, like, like I'm trying to think of other ones, like, Teneb's another one. Teneb, yeah, I was going to say Teneb. Doran, people don't really freak, he, yeah, he's a 5-5 five, five for 3, but... And he just, he changes combat math. Yeah. He makes people have to think more, and I feel like people don't like doing that. Yeah, yeah. so... That gets um, everybody upset. But no, the, you sit down with Teneb and you're usually the target. Yeah. You sit down with uh, Rafiq is another example. Uh, the reason I keep bringing that up is because I'm worried to go back on Wednesdays because I remade Rafiq slash Janara. Yeah. And that was a deck that people just sat down and I didn't even get to enjoy playing. Yeah, because you just go right after Yeah. So, um, any Esper General? Not any, but most. Well, okay, there yeah, are some not, bad, not like the Legends ones. Like <laughs> Dakon Black, not Dakon. He's actually okay. The uh, one that has power doesn't equal number of lands you control. Oh yeah, I was referring to like Sharoom's and Triplets. I can't name anymore. Those are the two I know that I sit down against. Sharoom is one that I look at, and I personally overreact. I don't let Sharoom players play. No, Sharoom, I understand. I, I, I'm air quoting. Like I, I have the same personal distaste for Sharoom, yeah. but Sense Triplets, I don't have the same. Like I don't it doesn't care. even make sense. It doesn't because of the same color combination. It could be the same deck. Yeah. But Sharoom's ability just changes... Sharoom's ability makes herself a combo piece. Yeah. So you can just combo out on the spot, and the deck's running, what, a billion combos? So, like, it's... Most Sharoom decks are, you know, 20 combo pieces, 10 to 15 tutors for said combo pieces, and then a bunch of, like, setup, like Mana Ramp and, and Sharoom herself, and... I mean, it's not saying that some of the reaction isn't warranted, mm-hmm. but really it comes yeah. down to, like, playgroup. If, yeah. you, if you're playing in a playgroup and someone sits down with Sharoom, and someone else sits down with, like, uh, what's the band guy who just, like, fogs for band mana? Angus McKenzie. Yeah, Angus McKenzie. Like, I mean, instinctually, a commander player's going to be like, oh, target the Sharoom guy. But the Sharoom kid could be new. Yeah. The Angus McKenzie kid could be playing, like, Earthcraft Squirrel's Nest, in fruit, like, just yeah. Combo City. And just try to hide it with his general. So yeah. I really think it comes down to playgroup. Yeah. But I do understand that there are definitely... I played a uh, Rafik deck and a uh, um, Sen Stripless deck for yeah. a while. The, yeah. um, the I did not play the Sen Stripless deck. I didn't want to think that much. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was uber complicated. I also think Grixis generals get a bad reaction from people, even though I'm more afraid of white than red. Mm-hmm. Um, Mundar is another one. He's seven mana. Granted, you usually play him on turn five or six or even four. He's still seven mana. Yeah. Yeah. In a, in a multiplayer game, he doesn't bother me. Like, yeah. but in one on one, I understand overreacting to, to the Raxamondar because Tom has lack, locked me out of so many games mm-hmm. when, like, it's turn twelve. Yeah. And he plays limited discard spells, just some kind of, like control elements, mm-hmm. and he goes the Raxamondar attack. I have to sack my dude. I draw a card. I can't play two creatures. I lose. Yeah. Like, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. Not obviously, this is a bit of an exaggeration, but, like, in a group, I do agree. Like, they, But most Grixis generals, though, they just give that mean look. Like, Nico Bolas, the Elder Dragon, Nico Bolas. Like, if someone's playing Nico Bolas, you're like, man, I, you, you save, like, you save your hand, so you don't, you don't want to use your answers, because if he attacks you with Nico Bolas, and you discard your hand, you just, well, 
good game. Yeah. So, uh, this is also going to tie into our next subject, which is... <coughs> Sorry, bless, bless me. me. I'll be right back. i got to see. Oh, I'll just stand here. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're all with it. Okay, yeah. so... The big one... Big one. I'm thinking about overreacting still. This moves into cards people underreact about that resolve, and you're just like, we've got to kill that guy, and they're like, that's no big deal. Yeah. Uh, most of the Titans, Grave Titan... I say most, I see Grave, Prime, and Sun. Prime, Evil Titan, usually gets a, we've got to kill that guy. Yeah, yeah. But even when, like, let's say this guy's way behind, and he plays from Evil Titan, it still needs to be dealt with. Because if he attacks one, one time with it, he's back in the game. Yeah. Like, let's say it's like, he doesn't get to play until turn 10 because he missed a bunch of land drops and he drew none of his acceleration. Um, Prime Evil Titan... He's just that good. In our, this is, like, mostly, this is tendered to our group. So, Prime Evil Titan resolves in our group and no one pays attention. Yeah, at all. At all. And then suddenly they have like fifteen lands out. Yeah, their their entire like, deck is on the is on the table, and everyone's just like, "Oh, huh. so we probably should have killed that guy, right?" Yeah, yeah, you, you probably should have. I think like I think Primeval Titan gets a bit more of a reaction just because it's Primeval Titan. I do it like Sun Titan. Oh. Sun Titan, it needs to die more often. People just don't seem to care. Yeah, like the best example I have when you're playing the Oros deck last week. Oh yeah, and he was all Sun Titan turn six. And he kept rebuying um, our Millery Sphere, and then the lands I discarded from a Millery Sphere. Yeah. So it was just like I would attack for six, bring back Sphere, crack Sphere, and then uh, next turn I would attack for six, and because I had more than seven cards, and I would discard a land, so I'd bring back a land. Mm-hmm. So I basically was playing, you know, an extra land every two turns, which in a red white black deck was insane. Yeah. But there was just nothing they could do about it. But also, like, I played against a, a deck where Sun Titan was the key card. Yeah. And this guy hit me with Avenging Druid, and basically, Avenging Druid says, when it deals damage to a player, reveal cards until you reveal a basic land. Put the basic land into play and the rest of the cards in the graveyard. He's playing, like, three basic lands. So he takes his deck and just basically dumps it into his graveyard, and then, like, Sun Titan, bring back this, Sun Titan, bring back that, Sun Titan, uh, put Lightning Greaves on an attack, like, and then, you know, uh, equip Greaves to my Avenging Druid, then flicker... My Sun guy, Titan. and then momentary blink him, and then flashback momentary blink, and like and flicker wisp, yeah, like and then just dumped, dumped his entire deck on the table, yeah. And I was just like, cool. But another one people don't seem to realize is Grave Titan. Yeah, Grave Titan will attack three or four times, and you don't know, but he's got like twelve tokens. Yeah, and then and then everybody's like, whoa, he's got a lot of two twos. Yeah, that's, they're just two twos, but they seem hard to deal with. Yeah, they're just a bunch of them. Yeah. Um. In our playgroup, we were talking about mana doubling effects. Yeah, our playgroup specifically, we talked. He talked about how in his one back home, they're overreacted to that people just freak out because like sometimes you resolve a mana doubling effect and you have no cards in hand. Yeah, and people still want to kill you because you could just top deck a great spell. But but here it's the opposite. Here it's the opposite. Here we resolve things that like Vernal Bloom when you're the only mono green player, and people are just like whatever. I think. Um, this is only for your Azusa deck, but mm-hmm. I think people under underrate how good Horn of Greed is. Horn of Greed? They also underrate how good Heartbeat of Spring is. Yeah. I resolve heart, Heartbeat, it normally means the next turn I'm going to going to eliminate two or three people from the game. Yeah. So, it may it may include myself, but people like, Heartbeat of Spring, that's great, I love this card. Yeah. That also, that, that also ties into this topic, is cards people love to resolve and then don't realize how awful it is for them that it resolved. Right. <laughs> Horn, uh, Horn of Greed. Heartbeat. Heartbeat of Spring. Uh, Rites of Flourishing isn't as bad. Cause yeah. Rites of Flourishing is, is it balanced. It borders it, but it's um, more balanced. Yeah. Let's see. Cards that... 
people don't react enough. To oh, greater good. In our play, oh, greater, greater good. good. No oh, one, God. no one, no one understands it. Good. No one understands that if, if my any of my decks that have greater good than resolve greater good, I'm not losing the game. Okay, just just as an example, I mean that in, yeah. in, like we were playing earlier. Pat was playing the Momir Vig deck. He Genesis waves for thirteen or something, seventeen yeah. maybe. He he had thought reflection and greater good and a I, bunch of like three four plants from uh, Avengers Endicar. Avengers Endicar. and I I uh, fracturing dust which is awesome by the way they're not playing it do so um and he he sacks a few creatures and just draws like half his deck yeah he draw yeah. he drew twelve cards and dis or what was it twelve and discarded six yeah but he still drew six cards I drew six just because he was like oh I don't need this creature anymore yeah yeah so it it's one of those cards that like most play groups know to just kill. Mm-hmm. It, people are like, I've got to kill, I've got to kill greater good. But when I resolve it at, at our group, even online, I, I resolve it online, and people are just like, eh, I don't care. And I'm just like, cool, I'll sack my seven seven, or I'll sack like Trastodon to me. Basically, reads eight mana, destroy three permanents, sack to greater good for nine cards. <laughs> I've never, I don't think, I don't think I attack with Trastodon very often. Uh, I don't cheat him out. I just play him, destroy three things, and then draw nine cards with him. So. It, it's just there's a lot of green spells I feel that people just are like whatever. Yeah, then, yeah. but then there's also the opposite, yeah. like tooth and nail, and uh, this is the, this is the, time. the the podcast pass go off. Music. Yeah, yeah, this is we're gonna take a break real quick while Pat answers. This. <laughs> Basically, is what happens every time. <laughs> we're two for two, and when we played the EDH game, it went off. Yeah, we well, I will get a phone call at the most. Well, yeah, at some of some the most opportune. T- we will be sitting down for dinner. Inopportune. I said yeah. inopportune. I said some of the most inopportune okay. times. Um, yeah, we'll be sitting down for dinner every night. It's not even like we eat at the same time. No, we eat it random. As soon as he can, like, sit down, get up, and go do something, come back, and as soon as he get, puts that first bite in his mouth, his phone rings always. Yeah, or whenever we record a podcast, I guess yeah. that's a that's, that's a new thing. Too. Going going into class or like the dead middle of class, I'll get a call. I've never heard the phrase the dead middle before. Yeah. The dead end. Yeah. yeah. Dead center. Dead center. Dead, center. Dead, dead middle. middle. <laughs> dead middle. I was thinking dead center, and I couldn't... couldn't just popped in my center. head. Geth. Yes! Geth resolves, yeah. and everyone's like, oh, you're just going to make me mill. I love when my, my graveyard goes in my library, and I... Me too. <laughs> me too, because I'm going to take every I'm single gonna thing. I'm going to chain my Geth, and you're going to... Especially in black-green decks, where I'm playing my mana-doubling effects. Yeah. <laughs> and my greater good. I'm going to oh, so I'm your things. Big floppy tears. Speaking... Speaking of green black decks, on the last episode we talked about generals who wanted to shift into colors, and you forgot to, yes, you forgot to mention Omnixilus. If Omnixilus was black green, <laughs> be that'd be my favorite deck. Yeah, <laughs> because land landfall for Omnixilus would be crazy. Yeah. So now I'm trying to think if there's any more. Like, there's a bunch. I don't know why we're blanking out. No, we should have yeah. written, wrote, written, wrote, wrote them down. Written, written. You written had to correct the first time. Yeah. I like how I'm doing this. I don't. Yeah. The, I can't speak the literature, words. grammar. Want to be an English teacher major? Just like I. Well, I don't, I don't mean English teacher major. I don't. I don't know what it is. And Pat's like, oh, it's it's written. But <laughs> um, and and I don't know English very well. I don't do the English. I don't do the English speaky very much. So uh, let's see. Geth was a good one. Geth yeah, Geth is a really good example. As far as generals go, that people don't worry about enough. I've faced Drownu Lich Lord online, uh. and people were just like, oh, we'll just make him sack all his permanents. No, you won't. <laughs> no, you won't, because he's just going to time warp over and over and over again. That's what happened to this Star City. Hey, let's do the time warp again. Let's do the time warp again. again. Uh, people were like, oh, we'll just, we'll just direct damage him. What direct damage are you playing in EDH? Comet Storm. That's that's it. Oh, yeah. awesomely comedy. Like Comet Storm, Bane Fire, and I guess the new red spell, Red Sun Zenith. 
I also forgot. Shuffle we were back. Shuffle back in. Shuffle back. Shuffles back in. <laughs> I personally forgot what I was saying. Blanked <laughs> out. Drown and Lichwood. They're like personally. I think that he's one of the most. He's so irritating. He's so irritating to play, but he's also one of the generals where people are like, "Oh, we'll just Whatever. we'll just attack yeah. him." He has to block. No, he doesn't. He just flashes back demonic tutor. Like, we. <laughs> uh, let's see who else. I'm trying to think of people. I sat down and afterwards I was like, man, I forgot how good that guy could be. We mentioned him before, and as far as aggro goes, if your group doesn't pay attention to aggro, Stonebrow. Yeah. That plus two plus zero doesn't seem like much, but all of a sudden it's like. <sighs> yeah, he can be really good. Yeah. Worth War, the raid mother. Worth the raid mother. Oh, you're just playing red green. Your deck can't be that good. Yeah, no, you're, just, you're not doing anything important. And then they go like, Flounder uh, like conspired yeah. Genesis wave for like ten twice. Yeah. Or the, what's the card? Put stunted growth conspired. What stunted growth? Put three cards from your hand on top of your library. <laughs> Five mana. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. So you plow under them into stunted growth, and they just won't play magic oh, you have anymore. Your mana doubling effects out, yeah. and, and you, you do it on the same turn, and you conspire both. You comet storm kick three times twice. Yeah. Kill everybody. 30 damage. Yeah, yeah, now... Also, I'd like to say, X spells, like... We... we Our group freaks out about Genesis Wave. If Genesis Wave is all, that guy has to die. But even with, like, not Exsanguinate for win, but Exsanguinate for, like, 15, no one seems to pay attention to that. Yeah, no one cares. Exsanguinate for 15 versus Genesis Wave for, let's say, 10. Yeah. Like, people will kill the Genesis Wave player, and they do not care about the Exsanguinate. Yeah, like, okay, yeah, you care. If everyone loses the game to Exsanguinate, like, you Exsanguinate for 40, they're gonna go after you the next game. Well, let's say middle of the game, you're at like 20 life, and you're playing with four other people, and you go, Exsanguinate for 15. Yeah. And, and you gain 60, and everyone else just lost 15. You're like, whatever. They're like, whatever, for some reason. Yeah. That spell is really good. You don't have to cast it to win the game. Granted, it's a good way to win the game. Yeah. But you can still cast it for, even if you're killing one or two people. Like, you're in the late game, and everyone's at like 10 or 15, and you can only cast it for 12. You killed, you just killed like two people, and you put another guy down below five life. So... And you put yourself like and you put yourself at sixty. If they're playing aggro, you're almost untouchable now, unless you're taking general damage. But like, right. you're almost untouchable. I also think that. Uh, uh, I think Avatar of Woe gets overreacted to. Yeah, I think yeah. Karabek the Merciless gets overreacted to as far as a general. I don't know what he does. Uh, whenever you play a spell, you take damage equal to that spell's converted mana cost. Okay. It costs like eight mana, seven mana. But as far as red black generals that people don't pay enough attention to, Rakdos the Defiler. When he attacks, I th- okay, I'm not entirely sure on the wording on this, but when he attacks, you sack half your permanence. When he deals damage, half your non-demon permanence. When he deals damage, they sack half their permanence. <laughs> I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I'm looking at it. Yeah, I'm, Rakdos, though, I played against him, and he's terrifying. <laughs> you're looking at him, and you're like, oh, you're sacking permanence, I don't care. And then he hits you. Yeah. Oh, oh speaking of sacking permanence, I like that deck that I played yesterday. <laughs> I took uh, I took half of Andrew's old tree folk deck and half of Andrew's old uh, mill deck. Yeah, mill deck, and put them together and shuffled them up and played against him. And I cast Curse of the Cabal like sixteen times. Is this like two hundred card yeah, anyway, singleton uh, deck with without mana fixing or yeah. most Curse of the Cabal is a card? I feel like we, it gets played a little bit in our group, but people like go nuts about it. Uh, Flying trample seven six when Rectus the Defiler attacks. Sack half the non-demon permanence you control, round it up, and Rakdos the Defiler deals combat damage to a player. That player sacks half the non-demon permanence he or she controls, round it up. And, like, the deck is built around where Karavik, uh, Rakdos, the Rakdos deck doesn't care that it's sacking permanence, it's just going to get them all back. When you get hit by him, and you just lose half your board, it's insane. Yeah. Like, he's he's so good. 
I don't think people don't want to accept the fact that he's good, but he's really good. I'm like Red Black has a few of them. Um, by few, I mean those two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Blue White doesn't have any generals people play, and I'm like, whatever. I don't. I don't. That that shock me by things they do. Actually, uh, comes in with Rasputin Dreamweaver. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. He's with that. another one that comes in, and people are just like, whatever. But yeah, he's, yeah, because he's old. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of an old card syndrome. Yeah. Old card syndrome in our group is like, oh, it's not good. Yeah. Or, oh, it's old, I don't know what it does, so I'm going to... I'm going to ignore it. I'm going to ignore it. play with a very ignorant playgroup sometimes. Yeah. So, they're very focused on what they're doing, and they don't like interacting, and then when you interact with them, they get upset. That's <laughs> oh, why people yeah. don't like playing blue. Yeah. Our, like, blue in our playgroup is frowned upon, and green is like... The champ. The champ. Yeah. Until and, you cast Genesis Wave. Yeah. yeah. Like, and green is the champ as long as you are the one playing it. If anyone else is playing it, you hate them. Yeah. But blue Forever. is just... I play blue all the time in our group, and I play counter spells, and I don't care. I just ignore the fact that people... I've only played blue in the Rafik deck, and the Rafik deck can handle three-on-one very yeah. well. Like, the three, the Rafik deck is just like, all right, it's three-on-one, I'm going to set myself up in good position, where I cast Wrath, and then I win the game the next turn, because of, like, Rebel Arc or Karma Guide or something. Yeah. So, the the it, it mostly depends on your deck, but blue or blue or tables doesn't last long at all. No. No, that's, that's just sad news for the blue player. Yeah, for the blue player. I, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I don't, I don't really think so. I mean, there was one other thing we wanted to talk about before this was over. Like, there's like, yeah, there's a stuff. couple. There's a couple things. I just don't remember them. We should, definitely should have wrote all this stuff. <laughs> no, one of the yeah. things that I wanted to mention. Yeah, planning. One of the things that I wanted to mention was um, like uh, playgroup like, conduct. I guess. Ah, like oh yeah, that was. Oh, it. that was that was. Yeah, there's there's two good. there's two things. There's that one and there's another one. There's the worst thing. Though. I don't remember the other one, but I don't know. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah we'll do that again. Okay. Um, in terms of playgroup conduct, what I kind of mean is the the one reason why Pat and I kind of stopped going to our playgroup a little while Meet back, us, yeah. Beside, yeah, besides school, the school, yeah, was, which was we, we, we would end up going, playing an EDH game or two, not even having that much fun, mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. like, leaving, and being leaving frustrated. And, and also leaving at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And it's not that I mind long games, it's... Long games where nothing happens. Right, it's what people are up to in those games. Now, I'm not going to say that everyone needs to be playing express, like solely to win. Yeah. It's, this isn't a spiky format. It shouldn't just be like, I want to win. But if your objective is to like... Cast Warp World four times and not win because you're casting Warp World? Right. You don't... Or if your win. objective is to play like Armageddon and not win. Yeah. Then, yeah. then yeah, you're going like... That's frustrating. Yeah, there's the guy in our group who just loves resolving Decree of Annihilation or stuff like that and just not doing anything. Yeah. yeah. Or Obliterate. He's just like, whatever. I don't care if I have nothing out. It's cool that I resolved it. Like, that's not enjoyable. I mean, like, depending on the environment, maybe if you're like chilling at your house and it's what your friend like to do, like, yeah. you could just start over again, like, yeah. whatever. But at a, at a local game store... Where everyone is still wants to finish the game out. Yeah. yeah. It's just... I, like I said, EDH, Commander, whatever, shouldn't be a spiky format, but... If you're playing with zero desire to win... Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't understand that. Neither do I. This is why uh, one of our good friends stopped coming, is because he just didn't understand how people had no desire to win. And it's not even like they have no desire to win, either. It's They have no desire to win... I was and say, it I, goes it goes beyond that because it's, it's they have no desire to win and it seems like they're not even in it for the social interaction. Yeah, they're just, they're just they're, focusing on their self. Yeah. yeah, and it's like if you have one of those three things, if you're focusing on the group and ha- like focusing on the group, having a fun social, like having a fun time socially, or trying to win without being oppressive, mm-hmm. then it can be fun. But if if those three things are locking, I feel like those are my three like cardinal rules. If, if those three things are locking, then it just becomes. 
because the the games can be so long. Yeah. Like when we're here and we play a game of EDH, it could take hours. Yeah, yeah. I we, could be playing a two hundred card deck of nothingness, and like it could still be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's because we have the social aspect when we're here. Yeah, yeah that and that's that's usually because I can tell you right now. I generally when I play, I'm not there to win because I. Yeah, that, the I whole like okay, I don't know why. I understand like the like you had rules as far as playing. My biggest rule is you have to have some desire to win. You don't sit down. Like, I understand the social aspect, but you don't sit down after losing 10 games in a row and feel like, man, that was fun. Like, yeah. I mean, well, sure I mean if I have to win people, on the board, then yeah, I'm sure I'm going to take it. But I do it more for the social interaction. Yeah, like, Pat, win. Pat will still try and win, but there's some people who just show up and they, they have the win in the board and they just do something stupid. Like, uh... Every once in a while, I make that mistake. Yeah. But it's a mistake. That's it's a mistake. It's but like, there's people mistake. who just openly know that doing this will make them lose the game. And they do it anyway, like Wrath of Godding when they're ahead of the game. Once in a once in a while, and not I don't mean Wrath of Godding when you're gonna win, but like once in a while casting a wacky spell, it really depends on the attitude of the play group. Mm -hmm. But like just if it's been three hours and you then you have the win and you undercut yourself because you don't want people to dislike you or like Or you want the game to go on okay. Like I I was playing a game at, at Cool Stuff where everyone was like going at it, trying to win. The game had lasted two hours. It was really fun. And then this guy's in the position to take all three of us out and then he casts Warp World for no reason. Yeah. I have no issue with Warp World. Warp World's a really fun card. I used to play the Warp World standard deck with Obnixilis like, and Boggart and Hellkite and stuff like that. But when you're not trying... When you're just playing it because you don't want the game to end even though you can win or you just want the funny things to happen, I don't get that. Like, I mean, I, I do if, it, if the game hadn't been going on for so and long. You ca- when you cast it on turn eight, it's cool. Like, oh, I resolved Warp World, haha. I, I don't like... Turn 20. I don't like turn 20 when someone's about to win the game, and you have to shuffle, like, 30 permanents, and you have to... A lot of people really enjoy that. On the Salvation forums, people often talk about how they really enjoy the... the when the stack revolves a pen and a paper, because you can't... You can't figure out what's going on, so you're like, alright, this happened, then this happened, and you're writing it down. No, that's when, that's when I'm like, okay... That's, when I, that's when I give up. Yeah. That's when I'm just like, ugh. It also, like I said, it really, a lot of it boils down to who you're playing with mm-hmm. and the attitude of your group. Because I think, like, we could have fun. But, like, but we were also, like... We had the game where I resolved Armageddon just to resolve Armageddon. Yeah, and all of us yeah. enjoyed it. I I, yeah. I sat here like an idiot and did nothing for ten turns, but I laughed about it. Yeah. But if I, I think if I did that Wednesday, people would hit me. Right. Yeah, so I just yeah. went Armageddon. <laughs> but yeah. there's the three of us, so I was like, this will be funny. Because... Cause, Trevor had already had, like, 20 lands out, and Pat had 20 lands out, and I had, like, 8, and I was just like, whatever, Armageddon. And, like, they all had built their hands around it. Like, I had flashed it a couple times, like, I was pretending to cast it. But it, it was it was fun then, but, like, I'm not I'm not behind the meanless... I knew you guys would win the game. I knew I, like, you guys were going to win. Someone was going to win if I resolved mm-hmm. Armageddon. It wasn't going to be me. Yeah. So. It's like, in, in here, it was fine. Yeah. But, like, if someone did that at Cool Stuff... <laughs> I would punch them. I'd punch myself if I did I that. I also know, like... When we had the allies EDH deck, I I like pulled off a right of replication and then I insurrection and I had like four hundred damage on the board, but I could not do the math, so I just I just went I can't deal with this past the turn. This turn I, I hate turn that eight. though. Like yeah. that bothers me. That's something that about like I knew that would bother you, but you you have just, the win and you did win and I under, like I would even understand your opponents going all right you win we're gonna finish over, our game. no or even saying well if you don't mind waiting while we finish the game because you said it was turn eight I don't care about that. But, like, the fact that you just passed a turn and didn't do anything would have, oof. I killed somebody, I think. I killed one person. Maybe. But, like, if you can kill the table, and you're like, this, my deck is too complicated for me to play. Like, what? Why? That just, that, that blows my mind. That I don't understand. I mean, again, it's, it's context. But, 
Yeah, because I don't remember the context. One of my biggest issues, too, is when someone, we're playing a social fun game, and someone's sitting there brooding, like staring at their cards, constant, I wish I had cards in my hand so I could flip them. We made a rule today where there was no cards on the table or no die, because last game I flipped cards and people were rolling die the whole time, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> by people, I mean Patrick was sitting here dropping them on the table over and over again. Just because I'm freaking ADD as hell. And, so, like, when someone's over there and they're like, brooding about their cards and you're trying to interact and have fun and like make jokes and they're just yeah. like no no get, be quiet I'm trying to think what yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the best one I'm gonna win next turn oh man oh god <laughs> oh god I love, the, I love the group groan the turn the, the phrase I'm going to win next turn bothers me to no extent mm-hmm. to no end yeah to an extent a high extent yeah. <laughs> it bothers you greatly yeah. Oh, uh, God. I just, every time someone says, I'm going to win next turn, I make sure they don't win. That's <laughs> just my I, my game begins, you're not going to win. Because I was very pompous and arrogant, and you're an asshole. <laughs> so. Yeah. That, that's that's one of those phrases that's like, I, I, I catch myself now, and I won't. I, 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 when I say it, it means I'm going to win next turn. But when people say it just because they think they're doing the math, like there's been times where I say, I'm going to win next turn because I said it one time against you guys, and that's because I had Armageddon and 30 mana. Yeah, and it was like float thirty Armageddon, and it wasn't even yeah. like you, like it wasn't even like we had interactive decks. Yeah. Like I was playing a Karn, and he was playing Oros or something. There was, and we were tapped out. Yeah, so it was like yeah. it wasn't even like I'm going to win next turn. It was like oh, Patrick's turns over, and you were like I'm going to win. Yeah, and then you went on with your turn yeah. of winning, and it was it's, like tooth and nail, go get two creatures, and then blatant thievery and two dark steel ignits. Like it's when someone goes. I'm going to win, like, it's your turn. Mm-hmm. Patrick still has to go, Brian still has to go, and then I go, and it's I'm going to win on my next turn. Yeah. What? There's still three turns <laughs> of decision-making. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you're definitely not going to yeah. win. Now we'll make sure you don't. Or, like, as soon as someone finishes, they finish, they, it's generally that's the person who's been brooding yeah. the whole game. Put their hand up, I'm going to win next turn. Oh, they, they just finished it. They just discarded their cards, yeah. or their cleanup step has ended. No, but they're gonna win next turn. Yeah. Yeah. I oh. I don't, and I don't yeah. like when decks are specifically made to make games less indefinitely. No, we uh, this is a shout out here to uh, Kate Van Kellen on Twitter. Well, the first time me and him played Magic together, he played his five color chaos deck. I don't know. It, it, you played with it. It had oh, like yeah. the red, th- the red thing, wild evocation, and oh, it was like it was like no, it wasn't a group hug. It was like bear hug. Yeah, it was like mm-hmm. just squeeze you so hard you have a headache. And he's a really cool guy, and a lot of the decks he makes are very interesting. Uh, he has some pretty good ideas and stuff, but that deck just man. <laughs> he he had like wild evocation <laughs> braids, and just like people were playing things for free, and the board was so complicated, and then. Yeah, that's what... There were, like, ten triggers during the upkeep, and he really didn't have a way to win. Yeah. That's my biggest issue with that, was, like, he just had no potential win condition. Group hug decks potentially, like, will mill you out. I've milled somebody with uh, the Questing Feldergriff, because... The Feldergriff and Questing Feldergriff in the same deck, but Questing is the one that makes them draw cards. Yeah. And I had a bunch of mana doubling effects out, and I had, like, a hundred blue mana, and I was like, uh... He gets flying a hundred (laughs) times. Draw a hundred cards. So, (laughs) it... Yeah, but like, as I said, like that the deck I made that was just chaos. It was just, like bear hug, basically squeeze everyone so hard their head explodes and they just don't want to play anymore. Yeah, um, but yeah, he, he's he's a really good guy. But like that was just the one time. Yeah, like uh, group hug decks. I know Brian hates them. Yeah, but sometimes like even if they don't have a win condition, they make it so the game ends. They they do one of two things. They either make it so one the of game lasts. Okay, well I, I'm gonna do my two. They either make it so the game lasts indefinitely. Mm-hmm. 
Or they make it so everyone is speeding out their permanents. Like, they're playing Hunted Wumpus yeah. and Braids. And, so the game lasts far shorter mm-hmm. because someone just wins. Or they're pretending they're group hug and then they resolve... Oh, yeah, okay. This is, <laughs> this is a bear hug deck. Yeah. No, this is a bear hug. This is pretending they're group hug and then they resolve... Uh, Hive Mind Pact? No, six, the six mana... Whenever an opponent plays a spell, draw, they draw seven cards. Force Fruition? Force Fruition. And then they copy enchantment it and then you're drawing 14 cards every time you play a spell and then they're like, Prosperity for 30! Ha ha ha! I just won. Because that's, that's what my group hug deck was. Really? <laughs> It, my group like Doug was like, I'm going to pretend, I'm going to play all these good, fun spells, everyone's loving it, yeah! Uh, you know, and then I played Force Fruition, everyone's like, yeah, and they're, they're, they're enjoying one Force Fruition. One Force Fruition is okay. And then you copy Enchantment it, and everyone's like, yeah, that's an issue. <laughs> and then they're, draw, they, they're, trying, they're digging to try and find it, like, someone cast Mindspring for one, which was Mindspring for 15, because he had to draw 14 cards. <laughs> and he didn't find an answer, so he's got, like, you know, 30 cards in his deck because we've been playing for a while now. And then it's just like, oh, Prosperity for 50. And I've still got 70 cards because uh, that doesn't, Force Rush doesn't bother me. I don't draw because of it. Yeah. So, that's not, like, they're, 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 the group hug decks in disguise are always fun. Or they bust out some um, wicked combo. Yeah. Like, yeah. they're playing the Reveler combo and they don't want you to notice the pieces are in their graveyard and there's a like, <laughs> Mirror Entity and you're like, what, what does that do? <laughs> the Mirror Entity Reveler, you're like, fuck. I want to, I want to, I want to see a group hug deck. I don't know why I stuttered there. I want to see a group hug deck that plays Pandemonium and Nor and the Weary. That's <laughs> chaos. But it, like that's that's infinite damage, isn't it? Because he keeps leaving playing, coming back into play, and dealing. What does Pandemonium do? Whenever a creature comes into play, deals its power. And but Norn's whenever it attacks, uh, is targeted. Like it doesn't know. I thought it was whenever whenever any basically whenever anything happens. I thought I'm gonna. Does, does Pandemonium hostility Norn equal infinite infinite tokens and infinite? I don't know. I'm looking. Okay. We can continue talking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, but I don't... <laughs> I, I don't like chaos. The group hug doesn't bother me, but chaos really pisses me off. Yeah, because yeah. when you have to keep track of so many things, that, that's when I, I'm i like, uh, I'm done. The etiquette thing, though, like not being... Not the brooding thing. If you're over there being quiet and not interacting with the table, I don't want to play... Yeah, it, that's, like, that's annoying. That's what bothered me. Um, there's a guy who comes to our group who just who very focused on himself and always is fretting about everything else. Oh, you're right. Whenever a player casts the spell or attacks, exile Yeah. Sad. Sad face. Cast a spell. Yeah, if it was da- if it was damage dealt, I thought it was whenever a creature in the battlefield. But no, it, it's yeah. He's not. He's really good with uh, pandemonium. The one that switch permanence whenever he comes back into play. Yeah. Uh, confusion in the range. Confusion in the Maybe range. That's what I was thinking, but that's. Yeah, that's not... That's not infinite, anyway. Anyway. Now, etiquette, is there any etiquette, Pat, that bothers you? I'm trying to include Pat as much as I can yeah, in the podcast. Yeah, trying to this time. And you just kind of ignore... No, even last time I would like, Pat, is there anything you want to say? But you don't... I'm not ignoring you, I just, I... I There's nothing that just makes you angry beyond belief. Like, it so, makes me angry beyond belief that somebody does. Or not angry, but bothers you or makes you annoyed. Because I've usually, seen you get the annoyed Usually just the... Just like the uber spikiness really bothers me or or like total arrogance we played we played a game and somebody somebody insurrection and i had i had 40 10 10 i had i had four yeah. 10 tens out or like eight 10 tens out and he's like you don't win that much because i really i don't win that often which i don't i don't mind because i'm there for the social aspect he's like you don't win that he do you don't win that much so i'm not i'm not going to kill you when I was the person that should have died that turn. Because yeah. because I That's had arrogant. the win on board. Yeah. Oh my god, I would have hit that person. I had the win on board 
Patrick was to the, kill everyone. Patrick was the only reason why he could kill someone. Yeah. yeah. Because Patrick had, like, 30 powers. Because if it came back to my turn, I would have won. Respectively. Mm -hmm. But obviously, this was something that would have stopped (laughs) him. But he didn't. And that bothered the the living crap out of me. And then Trevor took infinite turns (laughs) and killed him. And me. I I took Patrick's turn on Mindslaver with a Glossadeck when we used to have it. Killed the other person. I, t- I killed. I killed the guy, the guy who was Patrick's like, creatures. who was like, "Oh, I can kill you, but you don't win very much, so yeah. whatever." Yeah. So I, I gave Patrick that, that victory. See, that bothered that bothered me, and then yeah. just general spikiness. Like, if if I if I like, I'm sitting there. We're doing nothing, so I just attack somebody. I generally don't like mm-hmm. pick anybody out to be mean, and then they're just like, "Whatever you do for the rest of the game, I'm going to freaking counter, and I'm going to destroy you." <laughs> I'm going to destroy you and smash your face in. Like, that kind of thing doesn't bother me. Or, like, bothers me so much. I said that opposite of what I wanted to. I love when you were my knight that game. Whenever anyone targeted me. No one else knew. Whenever anyone targeted me. (laughs) We sat down to play a game with two people who were very serious. And three people who were very serious. And there was a six-person game. I wrote this down. I was like, I told Trevor, if anyone targets you, they're going to die. (laughs) And this guy attacks Trevor for like 10. And I just look at him and he goes, What's wrong? I'm like, Nothing. <laughs> On my turn, I'm just like, Bane fire you for 30. And he's like, Why? And I'm like, You don't want to know. <laughs> I love that. It was so much yeah. fun. No one knew. And then in the game, I, everyone's like, Why did Andrew kill all of us? And then just scooped to Trevor. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened too. <laughs> I killed five, four people. And then me and Trevor play on one on one. And I get to my turn and I go, Scoop. <laughs> And everyone goes, what just happened? And I'm was, sure that frustrated everyone. Yeah. Though. Like, that was I was playing my jerkiest deck, like, the most jerk deck, and like, oh man. Oh. I, we were playing We were playing Emperor without the Emperor. Just, Tre- Trevor was my Emperor. <laughs> and I was like, I'm the knight, running around, slashing people down. It was oh. hilarious. <laughs> Mo- <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but that's, that's generally what irks me, is like, when... People are taking it too seriously because it's a, it's supposed to be casual. We're supposed to be having fun. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to be being spiky. The moment they make multiplayer tournaments, then you can start being a jerk. Yeah, well, like at the Star yeah. City Opens, yeah. if you're play, if you're paying money to play your your yeah, if EDH you're paying money to play your EDH deck, be as mean as you want. Yeah, yeah, like I'm I'm not saying it's good for the format. Yeah, it's not good like, at all. But it, people shouldn't have EDH. In my opinion, people shouldn't have EDH decks that are like that unless they're ex- ex- solely playing them. That's my second time using that word in this podcast. Um, unless they're solely explicitly using them, yeah, at Star City Games opens and stuff like right, that, right? Like, or like side events, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but if you're paying ten dollars to go win like eight packs of cards with your EDH deck, go all out. I don't. Yeah, care. go. Yeah, go for it. I mean, you're only winning. making fourteen dollars, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying like, if, and if you want to play a casual EDH game at a Star City event, don't don't sign up for one. Mm-hmm. Just like find people, find yeah, yeah. Find and, people. and let them know that's what you're looking for. Be like, I want to play EDH. I'm not looking for uh, a spiky game. I'm not. I don't want to do one yeah. of the, the side. Of, I want to just have fun. Yeah, yeah. I don't want you to <sighs> take sh- infinite turns, get squirrels this out, <laughs> and then the guy sitting next to you, who's your friend, take infinite turns. No, go for a hundred. Go. Like, like it's it is also a lot about attitude too. Because we were playing at our Star City Open a year ago, and. There was one guy who was comboing off, but not telling anyone. Like, Isaquan, Mystical Tutor, just, but trying to be like, oh no, I'm yeah, he was being Yeah, he was being really friendly about it. He was really mad that I was attacking him all the yeah. time. And then, because the kid next to him, who was his friend, was 
just like he he was like the clown. He was an awesome guy, yeah, and you could really tell funny. he was playing a five color. Like he he was going to do something broken at some point, mm-hmm. but you couldn't hate him for it. Yeah, he was just because he, he was the, the social aspect still mattered to him. He wasn't acting, and yeah. then like I remember, uh, I remember him going. Uh, basalt monolith power artifact helix pinnacle 100 counters go <laughs> and I'm, I'm, it goes it goes to my turn I'm like oh so if it gets back to you we lose he's like yeah alright this, this doesn't seem cool I end up like sacking gens to draw a card draw another card for my turn enigma sphinx cascade into austere command yeah yeah um, and, and I on, the wrong modes. on our last pot yeah he, I should have named artifacts. Yeah, he should have named artifacts. He said enchantments and then creatures more or greater. And if he named artifacts, the guy would not have taken infinite turns. But, but then he, he gets he get, Patrick's turn, Patrick passes, and then the guy takes infinite turns. And then and then the, his friend is scoops. This, is this when you Trevor, made him sit through the Trevor, yeah. Trevor scoops and I go, play it out, please. <laughs> and I, I sat there I sat there for an extra thirty minutes. Yeah, there was a show, I don't know where it was. Uh Steve Steve Satan, Satan, I don't know his name. Satan. Satan. That sounds like Satan. <laughs> Steve Satan basically didn't know how to play uh, during Flash Hulk. Didn't know yeah. how to play his combo deck. This was just, the magic show. The magic show. Just knew that if he resolved Flash, he Flash and then put Hulk into play, he won. But he didn't know how he won. And most people just conceded to him. And he's just like, he did everything wrong. And his opponent, or he's like, he shows him the two cards and he has the mana. And he's just like, his opponent goes, play it out. And he gets all the wrong cards. And then his opponent's like, all right. So your your triggers are done now, right? He's like, no, it's infinite. He's like, no, you you just lost because you didn't do it right. And he's like, and his opponent t- passes to his opponent's opponent with Flash Hulk through the combo. <laughs> <laughs> I was a story on the magic show. Was it was it uh, the future, the past, and the present, or something? It was like episode sixty. It was either recent. No, there was one that was uh, like not last one, but the one before it. So oh, was it okay? I thought it was like one of the ones where he went back in time and then like showed the future of the magic show. But yeah, it was it was. It was funny. It was a funny story. Yeah, I could see that happening. Like when when I used to play the Revlar combo, I I knew how it worked, but remembering how it worked was super complicated. And I had a person go play it out, and I was just like, I figured it out. Like I took my time, and I was like, I'll activate Mirror into the hundred times for zero. And like Revlar will die. We'll <laughs> bring back Safi and Karmic Guide, and Karmic Guide will bring back, back Revlar, and Safi will target Revlar. <laughs> And then the next trigger resolves, and Revlark will come back with Safi. Okay. Yeah, it was just... With Safi, and I'm going to explain the comment now that I'm there. With Safi and Karma Guide, and then the Karma Guide brings back like a Terracidon or a Yose or, or something. Yeah, or a Body Devil. Yeah. Not a Body Devil. Body Devil. But yeah. And just something. I just I took my time, but it was just like, are you really making me? Like, don't I just win the game? Do I have to do this? <laughs> so. Yeah. Now. I don't play infinite combos, because I can't remember that much. <laughs> I play easy infinite combos. I play like the generic ones, like uh, Time Seize. No, time, or that one like Time Seize and uh, Doctor Foundry and Sword of Me. I know that's infinite turns. Yeah. And if you have Karkon Arden, works with infinite turns, infinite mana, infinite life, infinite creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Then we just need to get rid of infinite poison counters. I want negative infinite poison counters just so I cannot lose in every way. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way that can happen in my head now. Negative infinite poison counters. No, like infinite poison counters. Oh. I think it involves Decimator Web. Probably. It would be like a 12-card combo yeah. with Decimator Web and Infinite Mana. March of the Machines. <laughs> Are we doing this? Intruder Alarm is in it. <laughs> if, okay, if anyone can figure out a way to produce infinite poison counters, I don't know what I'll do, but it'll be exciting. Yeah, it'll be... This is our challenge. A challenge. Episode. Our challenge is find a way to give someone infinite poison counters. Yeah. 
Like, infinite, I mean, like, you could, like, this moment they get 10, they lose the game. But you could indefinitely give them poison counters if yeah. they didn't lose the game. If they have platinum angel out. Yeah. And you you can just pr- produce indefinite amounts yeah. of poison counters. I like how Decimator Web kills them, like, every way. <laughs> yeah. And we talked about the Star City Open. Uh, the last topic we want to talk about today is the changes to the tournaments. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the exact... I haven't actually read up on it much. This is Trevor, the one who knows a lot about it. Apparently... A lot. A lot. More of what he read from the article. Yeah, which is still not that much. Yeah. That Pro Tours, the big one, the big one to me is that Pro Tours are now closed to the public. The the two big ones are Pro Tours are Pride events. Yeah. And they're getting rid of regional pre-releases. After M12. And the Grand Prix are getting increased by 48. Uh, The big thing to me that bothers me, though, is that one of my favorite things was, like, if I have have friends who play very competitively, and they go to the, like, you know, last chance qualifiers and stuff, and there's... I've had a friend get in on last chance qualifiers. It's very exciting to get a friend to text you saying, world starts... Or, not worlds, uh... The Pro Tour starts in eight hours, and I just qualified. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. like, I got a text from that from a friend, and he's like, yeah, the Pro Tour starts in eight hours, I just qualified. So, the, the getting rid of last chance qualifiers, because they're now private, you can't go in unless you're in the Pro Tour. Yeah. Is, I, I think that's very not smart. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a good idea. Now, okay, it's, it's a good idea because the Magic Weekend thing was just not a good idea. No? Too many people. There was way too many people. There was, what, 2,000 for the Grand Prix and, you know, 800 for the Pro Tour? Or five, 400 for the Pro Tour? You've got 3,000 people plus people who came in just to spectate mm-hmm. and just to play Magic. You've got a ton of people in this tiny, not tiny, but in this building. Yeah. It doesn't it, matter how big the building is. Yeah. When there's Magic thousands Weekend, of people. Magic Weekend was an awesome idea that executed very poorly because of the amount of people who were interested. Yeah. Uh, Evan Owen did say, and I agree with this entirely, just while we're on the mm-hmm. topic of the private Pro Tour... This makes the Star City Invitational look so much better. I don't agree. I, okay, I agree that it makes it look better. I don't agree with people saying that Wizards was nervous about Star City. No, Wizards. not at all. So I've, the, the one of the common sentiments is that Wizards was nervous about how great the Star City games were getting as far as involvement, and that they made more Grand Prix just because of that. No. That's no. stupid. I However, it. I do like the fact that there's double, because that means the chance for a Grand Prix in Orlando gets higher. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they, they deal with them in Orlando. Like, yeah. It's a popular place to do them. Yeah. yeah. And you can, get, you can go like to the Disney Convention Center or something, and that would be a great place to do a Magic-type weekend. That starts on like Thursday. Yeah. Uh, there's Disney World. People are enjoying themselves. They're not just focused on the Magic. It's, it's, aspect, a, place to, it's a place to travel. This is our... our or what is it? Pitch. Pitch to Wizards to come to Orlando for a Grand Prix Magic, Again. Pick Magic us. Weekend. Pick after, us. Uh, after the debacle. What was wrong with the last... I heard it was really bad. Oh, GP Tampa? Yeah. Oh, uh, you mean... First of all, GP Bradenton. It wasn't in Tampa. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the hotels that were associated with it, there was the cheaper one and the not as cheap one. I, the not as cheap one I didn't even hear was that good. The one we stayed in was like a, a roast oh, hotel. It was yeah, awful. It was, it was a weird, like... It was a, it was okay. a mot- yeah, it was motel just, that was very seedy. Yeah, and I mean, like it was fine. The event itself was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, and the, but like, what was wrong with the event? Was it the hotels or just? It was the, like for us, it was the hotels. It wasn't <coughs> actually in Tampa. Yeah, that was kind of weird. But I heard the event itself was run just poorly. I don't remember. Okay. I dropped after like well, I went like like one one two drop or something, mm-hmm. and then played EDH. So I don't remember. Yeah, but yeah, um, I just I, I, this is us saying it's a great place. People will come in. And you'll promote the area's tourism. And you'll boost the, you'll boost the economy here yeah. because people will come in on, on Monday and they'll go to Disney and Universal if they have money to spend. And yeah. then 
They're having we'll a good sell, time. We'll sell their Jason Mines and go to Disney yeah. World. They'll, they'll have a good time. And then you can do the, the event in like a convention center at Universal. I know it's going to be expensive. I know this is a really pricey idea. <laughs> and you can start on Thursday. You can do like, I don't know, PTQs and stuff. And on Friday, Thursday, Friday, you can do PTQs. And Saturday, Sunday, you can do your Grand Prix since you made Pro Tours closed. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> and the other... Um, the other thing was that now they're uh, they're double the GPs. Yeah. So, um, like what you were saying that they, they people are saying they're going to compete with the um, with the Star City Open game, yeah. the Star City Open tournaments. I don't really. Is there going to be? There's 56 weeks in a year, right? 52. 52. 52. Yeah. So only four weekends a year there won't be a Grand Prix. I guess. Aren't Grand Prix supposed to be like these high quality? Of, I don't know. Like I like the fact that Grand Prix now are once a month mm-hmm. or twice a month. What's is, is it? What's the what's the order of events? Like Grand Prix, is it just Grand Prix? How many Grand Prix are there? Forty eight now. I really don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about tournaments. So. Oh, no, can you look it up? How many there are? Oh, okay. Yes. How so, much? Okay. What a double two? Because if it doubled to forty eight, that means four weeks out of the year there will not be Grand Prix, which seems bad. Because Grand Prix to me, like to me, it goes PTQ, a Star City Games Invitational. All right, Eponym, PTQ, Stars, PTQ. Like by PTQ, I mean like TCQ qualifier, Grand Prix qualifiers. Any qualifier event goes into Star City Games Invitational, into like the TCG 5Ks and stuff, yeah. like the, the the events where you're making pretty good money, into Grand Prix into Pro Tours. So if there's 48, that makes them like you're more likely to go to a Grand Prix than you are to uh to like a TCG 5K or something. Yeah. Because those are like once or twice a month, I think. And that I don't know. That just doesn't seem as weird. I know the game has grown a lot. I accept that. Like, okay, yeah, you need to up the number of Grand Prix because that's going to make you more money and make the events more money. But and you can uh, if it is, I, we're looking up the numbers now. So I could be completely wrong, but if it is forty-eight a year, I think it's twenty-four because I think it's one a month. Yeah, but I mean, like, they only and they only hold like if they do one a month, it's only in one city. Mm-hmm. They could do they could do now double it, do the same amount, and then hold it in one in the East Coast, one in the West Coast. To give more people the availability to actually, yeah, I, a lot play. of people, a lot of people haven't noticed this, but a lot of West Coast players are having like just generally bad sentiments towards the Grand Prix and the Pro Tours because it's hard for West Coast players to play. Yeah, like they have a huge play group and a huge following, but a lot of the tournaments are on the East Coast. Yeah, and that's and then nine out nine nine nine. It's a three hour time difference, so it's like a twenty four to forty eight hour just to drive. Yeah. So. so that's that's what I think. If if they do that way, where they yeah, then they do them all over the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grand Prix will be all over the world, like always. But I just I just want to know the exact. I'm thing. looking. Yeah, yeah. We're trying. But if they did the GPs and now they do them more simultaneously, so that's I don't think Grand Prix will ever happen two at a time though, because then you'll just you just decrease you just decrease in t- attendance by a lot. It's a it's a good well, idea. I mean, like yeah. if one's in California yeah. and the other ones in. Uh, Wizards said that their goal is to double the next year, making weekends in 2012 without a Grand Prix somewhere next to a rare thing. That's from the article. Uh, so it's going to be like Friday Magic, Saturday Day Grand Prix. Like, I don't like that. Yeah, it just seems like okay. It's cool, but to me, it ruins part of the game for me because, like I said, going to a Grand Prix is a big deal to me. Some yeah. people are like, oh, I go to every Grand Prix, no big deal. But like. Hey guys, I, I went to. Uh, I wanted to go to Atlanta really bad, and when I didn't get to go, it was very disappointing because I was looking forward to it. It's a big tournament. There's so many people. It's just like it's somewhere where I don't like. This is me right now, stand straight up. Most people don't even know I play Magic. Like my, the people who know I play Magic are like my best friend Michael, these two guys right here, and their friends, and the people at Cool Stuff. Outside yeah. of that, like I generally don't like. That's not something that comes up in conversation because most of the people I know 
I was like a jock in high school. Yeah. Like, I, these guys didn't believe it because I've gotten really out of shape and like my, I'm pale now. But I was, orange. I was like super bronze and like buff jock in high school. So, so like, to me, like, uh, this was going somewhere. Very good. Yeah. Like, I had a good thought process. And, and then it just... Oh. Died. <laughs> I, Explosion! I just... Not going to a Grand Prix. You are sad about missing Georgia. You were a jock once. <laughs> yeah. Now, now but, you're but, not anymore. I just basically bragged about me in high school. That's <laughs> but no, I, I don't... I miss the... Excitement the excitement, the excitement, yeah, the, the excitement. We're like, now it's no big deal. Like, I don't know. Just oh, just there's a Grand Prix. Like, yeah. Oh, there's a Grand Prix again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it'll be fun. It's it, we'll, we'll know. A in, lot of people like the idea. Yeah. That's we'll been, know that's in twelve. But the, the the idea that people that they're scared of Star City. Exactly. Okay. First of all, Star City can never take over Wizards because without Wizards, Star City doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> like Star City sells magic cards that are made by Wizards. Yeah. So, Watsi can't be intimidated by... Yeah, Wizards of the Coast is not intimidated by Star City. I think that, the, to them, the reason they did it was that the game grew immensely. They just wanted... They yeah. wanted to, like... Because their player base is expanded. Yeah. yeah. No, but the, on the pitch, though, come to Orlando. Like I said, yeah. it'll be yeah. a good weekend. You can actually do it in Orlando because there's tons of convention centers around here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can even do it in the UCF one. I don't yeah, know how that would go over. That would be awesome. I don't yeah, know how it would go over, but that would be awesome. Yeah, do it in the student union. UCF, UCF. all the way. Okay, uh, it's another UCF student union would be a good place. Because well, the, the, so, the arena, yeah, the convention center. Not the student union. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we went, we, we, yeah. we devolved. We but just, the UCF is because they've got, like, places where people can go eat, and they don't oh, have to. right like, there. I still right think the Disney area will be better. Yeah, but still. Because people are going to be like, Orlando, yeah, Disney World. And they're going to get here and be like, Disney World's 45 minutes away. Yeah. But Universal's only 15. So, I. Pers- Do you want to. Uh, sorry. What do you think? I was going to say, before we wrap up this Cassidy dinner, <laughs> do you want to talk about what articles should be popping up this week? Yeah, we're thinking, like. It's really hard for me to write an EDH write-up, because to me, I've been playing the format for two years now, so I don't think it's that difficult. Yeah. That's just me, I'm sorry. Like, a year and a half. It's almost two years now. I don't think the, the format is that difficult to grasp onto, so it's hard for me. But Trevor, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm going to convince Trevor to do it. He, <laughs> he should be writing a primer. <laughs> I may pop in some ideas. Like, what happens is that I'll start writing an article, and like we'll save it in draft, or he'll start writing one, and then someone might pop in with ideas and put them down at the bottom, like, hey, write about this. Uh, which is actually, I love that. That system was fantastic. I really like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the, the Battle of the Wits article, that yeah. worked so well. So. I need to get into the website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I might post something eventually, maybe. Yeah. Possible. And what I was looking to post was a deck list. Um, that For I'm, a casual deck? Yeah. Casual multiplayer deck. And I, I want to do it, but I'm going to wait until New Phyrexia is completely spoiled. There's a mono-black control deck for standard that I've been brewing up in my mind. I'm not getting the numbers right on, so I want to post up my ideas, but I don't want to talk about cards that aren't a, that aren't a hundred percent for sure yet. Yeah. So that's I want to post a couple articles. Uh, I had requests for a legacy legacy decks. Uh, I'm honestly just probably going to link you guys to the Sam Stott article because that was a really good article, and I can't do any better than he, any more than he did. He basically drew up any deck that anyone might sit down against you with. Seven at breakfast. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, articles. Pat probably won't write any, but he might. He, he said he sat down to write one the other day, he just didn't know how to get on the site. Yeah. <laughs> Pat was like, yeah, I sat down to write one, but... If Pat writes an article, what we decided, his comms is going to be overwhelming intellect, and we're going to give him 
a, a magic theory. Like, like, uh, like card advantage. Car- tempo, tempo, card advantage. Like, things like that. And, and have him write it, like, what he, thinks, what he thinks it is. Not edited. We'll link stuff that he, like, this is card advantage. Oh, we're not going to correct any yeah. of it. We're going to have disclaimers, but... Yeah. It might be terrible. Yeah. Really, really terrible. And and everybody might hate me and think I'm a complete idiot. I think it actually... It mind. sounds good to me, but... It sounds funny. It sounds funny. It sounds humorous. It might anger some spikier players. Yeah. If, but if, don't get angry by it. This is one thing. If you have any ideas for us to write articles about, uh, we like we said, like we posted three or four, like, and the site got a bunch of views, and then when we don't post, it doesn't get a lot of views. <laughs> uh, I want to get on a schedule where we do... What day do we argue about, Jace? Tuesday? Yeah. Where, like, Monday the, Monday the cast goes up. Tuesday we do an argument... Wednesday, Trevor posts something. Thursday, I post something, and hopefully on Friday we get something from Pat. Maybe is that yeah. way you have daily stuff. And then Saturday, Sunday, we're probably not going to write anything. Yeah. To be honest, Saturday, Sunday is when we come together and we we brainstorm, we brew, <laughs> we brainstorm, we brew for the site. We now, draw three cards, then pitch two. No, we don't pitch two. That's not what we'll we put two on top. We'll put two on top. We'll top. Pitch so, two to the top. If you have any ideas, if you want to send in something, I don't care. Yeah, no. Like if it's if it's good, like I'm not going to post something that I don't like. Or agree with. Or agree with. If it's if it's got very radical views and about the world. <laughs> yes. If you're trying to send us like hidden messages in your articles, if there's something you just want to get posted and you don't you don't think it'll get posted on another site, uh, and it's a good article, it can be about anything. Yeah. If it's about legacy, it can be about standard, it can be about extended, it can be about limited. Uh limited is something I want to talk about in the next podcast. Just or it in can't the be about Pokemon. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh when New Forexy comes out I think we'll do a limited podcast. So I like how everybody ignored it. I think I'm ignoring Pat because when he talks about Yu Gi Oh and Pokemon, I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> um, but if you want to contact us, you can leave a comment on MTGcast. Comment on the site, email us at covenantminds at gmail.com. The site's bajukablog.com. Yeah, you Bajuka can blog. tweet at us at bajukablog or at Andrew Holder, at Andrew underscore Holder, or at MTG Radio, but I wouldn't do that. I, would, I don't promote that idea. <laughs> it's like personal events to that. I think, well, I don't promote that idea because MTG Radio was a podcast and, like, was a. And we're something different. I don't yeah. want to be... Because, like, Trevor said that he doesn't just want to be MTG Radio continued. Yeah. MTG Radio 2, the sequel. So, yeah, like I said, like, I really... I, the site isn't meant for just us. It It's meant for us to get our creative thoughts out about the game. But it is mostly meant for people in general. Yeah. It's a site for anyone who wants to know about anything. So Magic-related. Magic-related. Yeah. I don't, I don't know much about anything, so... <laughs> yeah. There's much to do about nothing here. And the Shakespeare play. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know you were yeah, no, I, was, I knew the new Shakespeare play. I know that. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, good. Any closing comment? Any shout outs for you? Um, I'm going to shout out to people on Twitter. All right. Hang on. Whoa, it was weird. Any, was Pat, weird. you have any shout outs to people you know in life? Any no, friends that play not. magic? We shouted out to Kate Mendel. I'm going to shout out to Sandwich Dan on Twitter. And, uh, um, Why? Because he's awesome. Okay. I just want, I like giving explanations. Um,. I, I don't shout out to people. Okay. Hi! There. I shouted out. <laughs> go ahead. Keep going. Oh, I said you can go because I'm looking. Uh, I want to shout out to Durpington. He listened to the podcast. He's a really cool guy. He does articles now, and he does comics for Mana Deprived. He used to do articles in Quiet Speculation. He's just an all-around good guy. I've been following him on Twitter since June of last year, I think, and we've kept in contact. He's He made me a picture of my, with me and my own pet Rebel Arc. I have to go find that. I want to get it printed on a playmat. Yeah, really? Yeah. It's so awesome. It's I me, and I've got, like, a Rebel Arc flying behind me, and my hands are in the air, like, and I've got my hat on from Steak and Shake in, the, in my Twitter picture. Really? It's a, it's really cool. I'll, I'll post it in the show notes or something once we get it. Uh, 
I also liked, I said Kellen already. I'm going to do the obligatory Avant Card Show shout out because Brian and Debbie and yeah. Christian We're going to shout out to, up. yeah, I'm, <laughs> we're recording tomorrow, so. Yeah. I don't know about what yet. We haven't actually wrote, written out show notes. We don't write out show notes, we just go. No, we just free ball. Oh, yeah, yeah. we're, we're uh, going to put the pasta on. Yeah. Free, free okay. falling. So, the other person, one more person, uh, Bill Adamson, the, at Tezreel, oh, okay. T-Z-E-R-I-E-L, on Twitter. Uh, you should follow him if you're not and you're active on Twitter because he is really, like, he's very abrasive. If you don't want to get trolled, I'm sorry. But if you have, he's very honest. He knows what he's talking about, too. Uh, and he's just a really good guy. He's, he's very, he, if you become somewhat close to him, he becomes concerned for you as a person, which I always enjoy, even though he doesn't know you really. Uh, that's about it. Trevor, do you have anyone else? Um, I'd like to shout out to my mom. No, yeah, that's no. what I was gonna do, but okay. I figured I figured yelling hi was better. So uh, literally shouting out was was more fun. I think that's about it. Anyone? That's that's the last comments. Uh, you should check us out. But you can blog on Twitter. But you can blog dot com at uh, covenantminds at gmail dot com. Trevor, Pat, goodbye. Bye. Thank you for taking a dip into our knowledge, knowledge pool. pool. <laughs> <laughs>